The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. It's Tuesday Club. Welcome to all our listeners. And we're on time this week. Apologies for the last couple of weeks to everybody, all our followers, all our listeners, all our fans and that. It's just been a bit of a busy time. Uh, Kyle's working. He's up to his eyeballs, building up the Christmas. I've been going on to Scrum 5 on Monday nights and doing some Monday night Premier TV rugby, along with Shane, who, well, Shane just hasn't got time to sleep. He's doing all sorts. We'll come on to that in a minute. But uh, how are you, Kyle? You OK? Yep. Yeah, all good, boys. Um... Just uh, doing a bit of Christmas decorating tonight in the house, so I'm covered in sellotape, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's all good. I'm all good. Have we got Welsh flags in Christmas lights? I bet that's what you've got. No, no, I'm not allowed any of that. Um, that was enough painted on the wall behind me. Uh, I almost was uh, homeless after I put that on the wall, but uh, no, it's all... It's red anyway, that's what I can... I'm happy with that. Red for Wales. Good for you, and it's about brightening yeah. everybody up, isn't it? Brightening the street, the brightening old house up. Oh. My good man, Shane, how are you doing? Let's uh, let's catch up with you because, mate, you're just doing this November Beast run. I know we've told people about it before, but you're entering into torture week, really. What, what was it today? 24 miles, 23 miles? Uh, 25 miles today, Sean. Um, yeah, I drove I drove to Abercrave, met up with Ryan Jones, and we ran to Mumbles. Um, well, if running 25 miles isn't bad enough, running it with Ryan Jones, my God. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he chewed my ear off. Be fair, but uh, no, he's all right. He's in good spirits. In, he's probably in better spirits than I am, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, we did it, got it done. Uh, it's just so time-consuming, you know. We we left early, dropped the kids off of the school bus, got down there, and I've been home a couple of hours, maybe. You know, it's dark. I'm getting home and it's dark, so it's like I, I know what people what it's like you now to work properly, put a proper shift in, you know. So um, it's tough, but. Oh, look, we're in the final week. We finish on Saturday. Um, I think we're, you know, we're. Uh, I'm going to finish down in the Mumbles there. Hopefully, have the family and uh, and a couple of supporters there and uh, and complete it, which is the main thing, of course. Uh, I'll be there, mate. Just let me know. I've got to be honest, mate. Right, I, I know it's probably keeping you fit, but if we put this out on YouTube in black and white, people think we'll have Charlie Chaplin as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I I I took I I had a photo taken today. Well, Ryan took a photo, and I, I saw myself with a moustache, and that's all I can say to Gail is I'm really sorry because she keeps telling me to shave it off, and I just look ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, you look like your old man, man. You know, again, I know, I know. That's that's even worse. That's even worse. <laughs> so it's coming off. Like I say, well, it's, we haven't got long left. We haven't got long left. No, and uh, obviously we support you, mate. Now, it's all for Valindra Cancer Centre. Where can people donate? Our listeners who want to sort of cheer you on by donating something. Yeah, well, either either go on to uh, Valindra Cancer Centre website or any of my social media. Um, probably Instagram's the best. In my bio there, there's the link to to support and donate. And, and in fairness, people have. It's been great. And, you know, this year I've, I've, I've done a couple of events and, and challenges, so... Uh, you know, it's like I, I feel sometimes that it's you know, you're asking too much of people, yeah. especially in these tough times, and people are still donating, which is fantastic. So, any support is is very much welcome. Whether it's donating, joining me for a run, or just a nice little kind message on my social media, it's all helping. 
message Shane get him on Tuesday Club get him on his social media outlets as well uh, okay we'll keep in touch with that again next week now I don't want to dwell on our next subject too much boys because well Shane and I in particular have talked about it all weekend we'll go back to Wales v Georgia we got a win first win I think it was in seven internationals 18-0 at Parker Scarlet a dreaded wind swept rain swept Parker Scarlet Kyle, as a fan watching it, and don't know you, you had your wheel shirt on, you got your tattoo out, you're watching it live. Um, quick, quick reflections on on Wales, the win, the performance. Um, it was nice to see him win after all this time. Um, as a lot of people on social media, you know, oh, the game was terrible, this, that, and the other. But I'm going to be honest with you, right? A lot of these internationals that have been on haven't been up to standards that we've seen in the past, so. I don't think you could criticise them, especially with the weather. Um, a couple, one thing I learned off you a couple of weeks ago is whenever there's weather like that, rain, swirling winds, it's never going to be a high-scoring game. But, you know, they didn't let them in. It was 18-0. And I think some, some of the new boys stepped up and put their hands up for next week. And um, Liam Williams as well. You see him barking orders at everybody and, you know, never seen him in that sort of light before. But I suppose on Saturday, he was one of the senior players. So... Um, I, I was just happy to see him win, mate. And, um, uh, you know, Lewis Rees-Ahmed, great to see him get his first try as well. He's a friend of the show. Um, and uh, it was inevitable, really. As soon as he got the ball, he was going to score a try. But, um, yeah, I thought I thought it was it was nice to see them win. And lots to work on going into next week. A hell of a lot to work on. But, yeah, who knows what's going to happen next week and uh, who's going to get picked. Yeah. Shane, uh, well, we talked about that later on. Shane, you, you've been in camps along with me where you had a run of defeats. You know, morale is low. Confidence is low. Uh, we nilled them. Um, we scored a couple of tries. Did we expect any more? Um, oh, look, we've been criticised about our defence. We've just nilled an international team that, uh, you know, have been crawling up the rankings and have, you know, um, and have played some good rugby over the years. I don't think the Georgia side now with the Georgia side of three or four years ago where, you know, you were in a real arm wrestle. Yes, it's it's going to be feisty. It's going to be tough. But, you know, our scrum went really well against Georgia. Um, you know, we got pummeled the week before against Ireland. So that's usually their strength. They're driving more as their line out. And, you know, when they haven't got that, uh, I'm afraid they haven't got much attacking power behind either. They've been nil twice now in a week, in, in the space of a week. Um, so it's, it's probably not the best Georgia side we've ever seen play. However, it's it's an international game where our team was under immense pressure. The coaches were. We've made 13 changes. The changes, sorry, the boys have come in. They've had a real go. Some players really put their hands up. Johnny Williams, I thought, played well in the centre. Wayne Wright came back in, had a had a gutsy performance against a physical team, and our boy Lewis, we um, saw with with the try. And I think I thought he was. I thought he played. Really well, and because he was, he worked hard. He was very busy. All right, we didn't see him enough, probably, but he worked hard off his wing. He was trying to get involved in the game, and that's all you can ask mm. in a again uh, awful conditions. You know, the um, yeah. the rain was coming on sideways at at, at, at times, wasn't it? In the park of Scarlet's probably not the best choice of places to play, really, with the <laughs> conditions we've had there. Um, but saying that, hopefully. You know, it's the same conditions against England, and they don't get clean, dry ball on the weekend. So, um, yeah. oh look, I, I'm happy. I was happy with the win. I think we really did need it. Um, we left a lot of points out there, certainly, but we did try. You know, um, so you know, it's as much as we can ask, I think. And I, I think a lot of those boys have put their hands up for selection next week, which is exactly what we want. So, um, 
you know, it's not all doom and gloom. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be gloomy this week. All positive, <laughs> all on. the way. Hang on, we're going to talk about England in a minute. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. We're on a hiding to nothing. Whatever happened, look, we got the win. It's out of the way. Dreadful conditions, but a potentially sticky fixture, and 13 changes. Um, before we come on to England, um, Scotland uh, lost at home to France. They had a pretty good record at home to France, but you know that French machine keeps going on. That's pretty uh, ominous for the Six Nations coming up. Um, but let's let's turn our attention to England. That first half, Kyle, um, against Ireland. Bear in mind, Ireland put 30 points on us. I mean, come on. Vonnie Pola and the Hill and Curry as a back row were immense. The front five are so physical. Um, but do you sense, you know, Eddie Jones calls the bench the finishers. I watched them now against Italy. I watched them against Georgia. And I watched them now against uh, Ireland. They blow sides away for the first hour. They sort of take their foot off the gas, don't they? Well, I, I heard Eddie Jones, or it might not have been him, it was some sort of article, and they said that they they didn't take their foot off the gas. I think somebody was criticising their attack. It didn't really look like you had any sort of plans in attack, and um, your defence was great, but there's nothing in attack. And I think everyone's seen that response. But I think he, when they know they can take the foot off the gas, but then again, it's Ireland, but they weren't really firing on all cylinders either, were they, Ireland? They... You know, when was the last time we seen them play like that? You know, so the set piece wasn't there. And I just think um, this week, England have been compared to um, one of the greatest All Blacks teams. And I think the media, yeah, um, I think it was um, Matt Dawson who did that uh, for BBC. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, I think it's that's that's one of the things now with the, with the English media machine now. Yeah, they play him well. They look in really good. Johnny May, by the way, I mean, yeah, he scored that wonder try, and I just think he's such an underrated player. Um, I know we're going to talk about things later on in the show, but I think he is absolutely immense, and I hate bigging up players who play for England because they play for England and you know, Wales, England rivalry. But you just yeah, but yeah, this time, this time, six seven months, you be cheering them on in a red shirt, mate. That's for sure. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But uh, impressed with England, Shane. Yeah, I've been impressed with England for some time now. I think, yeah, it's not, you know what it's like, Sean, you, you don't take your foot off the gas. You, you you have got your players on the side that are there to finish the game off for you. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're playing a very good team as well that don't want to give up and don't want to give up yeah. the spoils. And you know, look, they didn't blow Ireland away. Ireland was still in the game, really, come the end of the match, of course. Um, and they're always going to be. It's Ireland. They're very, they're very clever and smart in the way they play. They pin you down. They play in the right areas and usually come away with more points. Um, you know, just obviously just just the one try. But um, England, yeah, they, they they impress me not only with the way they play, but the quality of players they've got to choose from at the moment is 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 frightening. And it pains me to say when you look at the quality of players that probably aren't even in this England squad compared to the quality of players that we have in Wales and that we 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 haven't really chosen, it's chalk and cheese at the moment. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, they're, they're, they're a side that don't even have to play well, don't have to play well. They have got... Mm. And what they've got now as well is, you know, like I say, they've got players like Johnny May, who... That, that, that was a try from nothing. He's got absolute gas. He backs his gas, right? He's not the most skillful of players. And, and I hope... People don't aren't going to criticise me for this, you know. He isn't the most skillful. He hasn't got the best step, you know. He sometimes is found in wanting in the wrong places. But you put him in open space, 
one on one, he's probably one of the fastest players in world rugby. Yeah. If you've got that and you back that, you know, you're going to score 60, 70 yard tries. And the try was yeah. fantastic. And and he went up and took the set, um, the other try really well as well. So, you know, they, they've got a player that's playing with confidence uh, that will score those tries for you. And and you think about it, if he didn't score that, the, the, you know, that chip through, uh, the kick through and score that try, that game would have been really, really close with Ireland again, isn't it? So sometimes you need your game breakers to do that. But England, yeah. they just don't panic anymore, do they? You know, they've no. got such quality players, such self-belief that they're going to win these matches. You know, yeah. almost a, an arrogance about them again. But that's yeah. fine. That's great. You get that uh, and you need that in international rugby. And they win in the matches. And, you know, halfway through the game, I was thinking, I don't see how Ireland are going to win this game. No, I just I, was I couldn't see it coming. And yeah. you don't say that much about Ireland because they're no. always there or thereabouts come the end. So, um. Yeah. You know, probably not their best performance in England, but they're winning these games and they look to be doing it quite comfortably, which is very scary for a Welshman going into a game uh, against them in less than a week. Sean, what, yeah. what do you think... Can I ask you a question, right? Is it to do with the size of a nation? Or why are England and France and Ireland so far ahead of Wales in regards oh, to... Man. We're... We haven't got long enough. I mean, in terms of player pool, no doubt, England has the biggest player pool in world rugby, right? So, as you know, I've coached and played a lot in England. And, you know, there are so many players, so many rugby schools where, you know, rugby is a tradition, you know, a heritage. So we forget about that in Wales. We think rugby was made in Wales and it's only ever played in Wales. But, you know, there's a plethora of schools, colleges, universities that are a huge tradition in rugby. And, um, of course, there's a legacy then and, 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 and a production line so they've got a lot more to pick from it used to be um, I think it still is a little bit because of the player pool then you've got so many more players to pick from they can pick bigger players so when you play when I coached like Wales school 16s or under 21s and Shane will tell you this the English players always seemed bigger you know we'd go and play Leicester Heineken Cup Ospreys you think god these are big big boys we've We've changed. We've developed now. Our strength and conditioning has changed. You know, our player pool has increased a little bit in the professional ranks. There's that. But with regards to Ireland and New Zealand, again, it's the development system, the pathway. New Zealand, it is a religion. That's all they do, apart from farm and drink beer, and maybe go fishing if you're lucky. <laughs> and Ireland have great have a great school system and development system now. But but to go back to Johnny May, I think he's almost like an athlete turned rugby player Shane isn't he and you've got to credit him he must have worked really hard on his rugby skills and to go back to that uh, to your question as well Kyle to tie it in I watched Sam Simmons for Exeter Chiefs on Friday night play against Harlequin scored three tries gas to burn and do you know what he's not even in the England squad and I I phoned Adam Jones the Harlequin scrum coach you know and um, I said you know why isn't this guy in the England squad he said he doesn't think he's big enough (laughs) you know that's what Eddie Jones thinks so yeah it's it, it's a strange one. And that probably leads me on to my next question before we talk about the game coming up. Is There's a lot of talk around the Lions coming up. If there's one player from the international games on the weekend, boys, who you think is nailed on for the Lions already, who would it be, Shane? Uh, I think it's a Toji for me. Um, and and that's a, a key area. You know, you look at Lions tours, you, you need your best player on the field to be your second row, I think. Really do I think and, and and I think he's captain material as well. I think you're in the mix of it. You're you're making all the decisions in the lineouts. Um, obviously heavily involved in the scrum. He is an absolute 
thorn in anyone's sides, you know, in the in these driving malls. I think he made he made twenty tackles on the weekend, didn't miss a tackle. Um, you know, he makes line breaks. He is just so awkward and in your face. That's a, the exact player you need on these Lions tours because you on the Lions tour you go over to South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. Everyone from that nation hates you. They don't want you to win. They don't want you to be successful. And you've got to have the thickest of skin. And this guy just that's you know that's what he comes with because he just doesn't care. He is so awkward. He's in your face. He's he's chopsing away to the players in front of him, like Alan Wynn does. Exactly like Alan Wynn does. He puts players off. But he can back it up as well. He is just, he is some player at the moment. And he's probably been fed up of people going on about Halloween Jones and how good he is. And he's, he's getting to that point now where he's he's taking over that mantle and he's probably thinking, right, well, this is next Lions tour. This is my Lions tour. You know, so him for me, miles ahead of any other player that we're going to select at the moment to play play for the British and Irish Lions. So, um, and, and, He's English, so it's hard for me to say that. But I think he's, I think he's fantastic. I really do think he's fantastic. Kyle, for you? Yeah, that, what I alluded to earlier, I was going to say Johnny May, um, just because of everything that we just talked about. There, he got gas to burn. You know, he isn't the most skillful player, but he just seems to come out of those situations where he's got the ball nine times out of ten in his own half, and he comes away with points for the team and. Obviously, he scored that one to try in the weekend, but he scored two of those sorts of tries against France in the Six Nations uh, at the start of this year. I think I think it was at the start of this year where they were playing Uge at the back, um, as full back. He didn't know what he was doing. He was coming up in the defensive line. He didn't know where he was supposed to be. And they just, I think it was Farrell, just popped a ball over the top of the defensive line and he was just bang, there. He was there before anybody. And he did that twice in the same game. So... I think um, I think Johnny May out of the box wingers. I think he's first uh, name on the sheet for me. Yeah, I think I agree with you both. Um, the one for me, I think, is nailed on. Knowing Gats like you, Shane, um, in a position that perhaps I don't think is overly contested international Lions level. I think is the boy Curry. I think Curry mm-hmm. at six for England is an absolute beast you know he's a physical specimen he's a nuisance great engine on him he's a gut sort of player and i think he's somebody that maybe you know would be really attritional on a lion store even if he didn't make the test team you know he'd certainly be good in your squad i was thinking you know shane um going to south africa you remember oh nine you know it was it was quite a spread in the squad then in oh nine of nations uh, obviously apart from scotland but um this time it looks to me, if we were to pick a Lions squad now, it, the majority would be English, and, and that would be right. Yeah. But isn't it funny how it works out? England have lost to South Africa in the World Cup final just last year. You know, Would it be psychological as well in the advantage of Gats to pick the majority of English players to say, do you know what, go and redeem yourselves? Yeah, oh, oh, without doubt. And you can imagine you know, the psychological... Um psychologically how the English would feel about that they'd give it their all wouldn't they certainly and and, they, and they've got three chances to do it it's not a World Cup final they got three goals of it as well so you'd, you'd you'd like to think that if you did put England up against South Africa three times in a row now now you'd have a very very good chance to beat the South Africans wouldn't you so psychologically you know I, I, I'd be happy to say right yeah okay let's have 15 English players in that red jersey because I that's the team I believe is going to win the series. Um, 
because you are you're you're, you're a lion. You're not you're not you're not a Welshman on these tours. You're a lion. You're you're English, Irish, Scottish, and Welsh all together to get the same job done. And if that is 15 English players on the field, it's 15 English players on the field. I'm sorry, but um, you know we've we've just picked three players that have uh, we've said we've that are definitely going to be on the plane, and they're all three English players anyway. Yeah. So yeah. you know it ties itself up nicely, doesn't it? Look, it's South Africa's tough. Okay. Um, 09 for me, some of the rugby up there was the most physical I've ever been involved in. You know, and then you talk to ex-players, Brian Abana, even Steph Blanche, players like that. They're there, uh, Bucky's both uh, these kind of players, Matfield, they're there to beat you up. They, you know, I, I right, they're, they're gonna get they're gonna get away with it less and less now, of course. But they are there to physically beat you up and make sure that they you have less and less players available for these test series. And that includes the week, the week games. And the test games, it is going to be relentless. And probably you look at physicality in in world rugby at the moment. England would be up there. The likes of Curry, Itoji, you know, players like Tuilagi when he's fit, um, Farrell, Farrell, one of the yeah, best fine. defenders in uh, ten and twelve. You know, so it's it's tying up nicely for for the English, isn't it? To um, to go out yeah. there and do the business. It happened. It happens. It's happened before with the Welsh. And the, they got the job done. So, you know, Gat is a shrewd, shrewd man. He is not going to go there thinking, well, well, half penny, he played well on the last series. Or, you know, or Liam Williams, he's gutsy. But he will look at it and think, right, who oh. do I think? Yeah, who do I think is playing well at the moment? What teams, national teams are playing well at the moment? This is my best chance to win the series. Bang, there it goes. He will not give two hoots who he picks and what jersey they're normally wearing. Just a quick, uh, a quick couple of stories about South African rugby because it hasn't been good in my lifetime. Um, uh, first of all, this goes out on Tuesday. Day, so the day before yesterday, Sunday the 22nd, it was 26 years to the day uh, that my playing career ended, playing against South Africa. Um, <laughs> um, two of them smashed me up, smashed my knee to bits. I never recovered. Uh, you had people like uh, Oli LaRue and Crano Otto playing, Peter Rosso on the wing, and um, horrible night. So, anyway, that's that. But a uh, uh, quick story 94, I went on tour to South Africa with Loughborough University, arranged by a, a rugby travel company. And because Loughborough has a pretty good rugby name, they fitted us against six teams in South Africa. That you're supposed to go like for like. They ended up fitting us against the six best club teams in South Africa. Oh my God! You said it's not at the level you played, Shane, but you said some of the most brutal rugby, some of the most brutal rugby I ever played. The first game we ran out against Natal Sharks. Oh my God! The size in them. When we got up to the Blue Bulls up that air. Oh my God! I've never seen men that size. And then we played the club champions, a club called Dispatch. And because, like on a student tour, not everybody can go from the first team. So our third team hooker came. It's the only hooker who came. And he's a massive puppy pants, right? His name is Alex Rummery. I hope he's listening to this. And before the game, this is our, this is our confident, lack of confidence. We did a sweepstake in the changing room. How many minutes he's going to last on the field? <laughs> oh first scrum, all look at you was, <laughs> 13 minutes. And he was off. Unbelievable. 
Anyway, yeah, it's, look, it's crazy. Let's let's look ahead, right? England. Where let's uh, no predictions as such, other than we're gonna we've taken time out to pick our Welsh fifteen who we would pick against England on the weekend. So we'll post these on social media for everybody to have a little look at. Um, we we'll start with the forwards. Like we we three of us have gone Win Jones and Elliot D one and two, and there's a slight discrepancy. I've gone for Samson Lee tight end. You two have gone for Thomas Francis. So Kyle is a former. Uh, uh, local prop. Ooh. Why Thomas Francis? On the other side, I am, but um, uh, well, firstly, uh, I wanna I wanna get him in there so we can get his cap so he can still play for Wales. So if we get him up to sixteen, <laughs> he doesn't have to be one of those uh, ones that we have to leave out. No, look, I think um, we're playing England, and my opinion is there should be as many boys who play in England against these boys week in week out playing against them. Like you said about Atoji, he knows how to get in people's faces and be awkward. Well, you know, Sean Edwards, not Sean Edwards, sorry, Michael Checker, they reckon that uh, he went to, he's in Argentina and, you know, he got um, secrets and he knows how they play and so that's why Argentina did so well against them. If we got boys who are playing these English boys week in, week out, they know how to get under their skin. They know their routines ins and out, in and out, sorry. So that's one reason why I put Thomas Francis in there, uh, to be honest with you, and probably the main reason, other than, um, you know, I think he's a good player. Second row, we've all gone Alan Wynn. Surprise, surprise. He comes back in after a week off. And um, the three of us have sort of um, agreed on Jake Ball coming into the second row. So Rollins has played there. Cody Hill seems to have gone off the map since his injury. So Jake Ball, a good selection, Shane? He's just physical, isn't he? I think, um, you know, he's missed out on selections and um, hasn't been really used as much as, as we should really. He should have used him, I don't think. But when he's come on, He's physical, okay, the ball's up the jumper and there's only one way he's going. But he's a big man and uh, he pretty much gets over, gets past that one tackler and gets over the game line every time he has it. Uh, he's physical, which is, you know, again, it's going to be it's gonna be a, an absolute uh, scrap up front, up front on, on the weekend. Um, he's He makes a difference in the scrum. And, you know, like I say, he's not going to score 40, 50-yard tries for you, but you don't need that in your second rows anyway. No. And I just think he plays well for Wales when he does. He does all the simple things well. He tackles well. He's very aggressive and uh, and deserved of it. And I just I just hope someone like Jake now can step up to the, to the mark and say, you know, we've got Alan Wynn. And I think we're heavily reliant on Alan Wynn and have been for a long, long time for him to do the business, you know, to make all the tackles, to take the ball forward. But we need a second row now that can really grab, you know, grab Alan by the scruff of the neck and say, look, I'm competing with you today. I'm going to, whatever your stats are, and my stats are going to be better. We haven't had that in the second row for Wales for a long, long time. We're heavily reliant on this man. And I think Jake Ball's just, you know, he's got that gutsy kind of uh, personality that perhaps can do it. Um, you know, whether it's wishful thinking, because we all know Alan Wynn's going to give everything out there on the field for 80 minutes. And, but if he can keep up with Alan Wynn and and play with the intensity and the tenacity he does, he's going to have a good game, isn't he? So, um, yeah, it was an easy choice for me, actually, Sean. Yeah, OK. Um, back row, we'll, um, we've all gone the same. 
Uh, Aaron Wainwright with a timely man of the match performance. Um, we've gone Wainwright, we've gone Tipperick, and we've gone Falato. We do a big game from Toby Falato. If Tipperick does make it, because he took a nasty bang, didn't he? Then um, maybe somebody like James Botham with a, a decent debut, you know, could come in on the open side. Do we know Josh Navidi's fit? Has he had enough training and no game time? Uh, I suppose there's there's a case for uh, Shane Lewis Hughes because he's a physical specimen, and I just got a feeling that if there is a spot there, they may go with him to combat the Curry and the Underhill and and, and that. But these are the, the the teams that we would pick going into the backs. Um, I th- we've all gone for Lewis Rees-Sammy. There's a surprise apart from you, Shane. You haven't gone for him. You've gone Adams and uh, Sanjay on the wings with half penny at fifteen. Yeah, look, I'd I'd have him in the squad. This is a big, big game, Sean. I think, and um, he's flying high, and and I, I I appreciate he's probably chomping at the bit to get back out there. But you need experience. You need huge experience against this English side. You know, they tactically the likes of Farrell, uh, Slade, whoever's playing. Really, you know, you got a, you got about three tens out there. Really, that can cover that cover that kicking game, left, right, and centre. Halfpenny would start for me at 15, one of the safest 15s in full-back. Uh, 15s in World Rugby at full-back there. Um, and he's how many times has he played against England and played well? Uh, Liam Williams, back in because, you know, he's 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 chomping at the bit, he's aggressive, he gets stuck in, and and he, he always plays well against England. I think he had a nasty bang to his chops. Well. He's had a couple of stitches, stitches in his mouth, hasn't he, Liam? But... You know exactly. He hasn't moaned about it. He's he's yeah. He shook it off and he's he's ready to go again. And uh, yeah, Josh Adams, our form winger at the moment in Wales. So, um, but it's great to say that, isn't it? That that at the moment we've we've got the, a back three that's very dangerous and can do the, the business. Lewis Rees-Ahmed, you know, one experience to come on, uh, come off the bench, you know, with 25, 30 minutes to go. And then and say, look, we're, we're relying on you uh, to do something special today, Paul, go out there and do the business. So it was a hard choice, really, because I'd love to see him start again after scoring a try and ready to go. But, you know, let's uh, let's just be a bit careful. He's still a young lad and a lot of rugby to come. Well, you've been and uh, done it, Shane. So uh, centres, uh, Kyle, um, Jonathan Davis, fair to say, probably hasn't had enough game time and now has a, another knee injury. So Johnny Williams coming in for you, did okay? Me? You coming to me on that one? Sorry. Kyle. I am Kyle, yeah, sorry. Um yeah, I mean I thought he was I thought he did well, mate. You know, we had this discussion the other week when we were training. I asked about the exact roles of a twelve and a thirteen and you explained them to me. Um my selection this week, obviously I went in with George North and like you said to me, you want somebody like Jamie Roberts, a ball carrier, a crash ball, someone to charge him up. And George played a brilliant game yesterday for the Ospreys. Um, he's, he seemed like he was looking on for the, the ball. on the Yeah, I know he was on the wing, but he seemed like he was coming in. He was looking for the ball. He was looking for work. And from the wing. Uh, from the wing. What does not matter? He was in the middle of the pitch sometimes, pal. All right. So I think that, uh, and I'm sure Wales played him in the centre in the Six Nations this At year. At thirteen, well? whatever. I still think that we can put it, give him, give it a bloody George and shove it up. Um, that's what I say, anyway. It's an it's an interesting concept, you know. Kyle Shane, he he, he suggests that we need that go forward, you know. Um, and we we've lacked ball carriers. Let's face it. In the last half a dozen games, we have lacked. I think Johnny Williams could probably do that, you know. Eddie Jones yeah. picked him against the Barbarians for England, so he felt he got something. And I I quite like to give him a go. And um, 
you know, thirteen's an interesting one. Do you move Owen Watkins out to thirteen? Does Tompkins get another go? He seems to. Uh, it doesn't seem to fancy Tompkins, does he? You know, um, and and he, he wasn't great uh, on the weekend. I didn't think so. It'd be interesting to see there. Um, I I personally would perhaps push Owen Watkins. I quite like him at thirteen. I push him out to thirteen and pick Johnny Williams. Nine and ten is an interesting one, and we're going to get some stick for this. All three of us went for Webb and Bigger. Um, all three of us are going to get sort of Osprey bias criticism, but yeah, you know, do you want to enlighten our listeners, Shane, into what you and then I will say what I said whilst watching the game with our mates uh, on the weekend when Reese Webb came on? Yeah, it's oh, look, it's just uh, one they they both got experience at this level. Um, Again, probably the most important part of your uh, team is is that uh, is the nine, isn't it? Because he's your he's your go between with your forwards and your backs. Reese Webb's a confidence player where um, you know he's been there and done it. And of course, how many games has he played with Dan Bigger over the years as well? So they've got that kind of understanding between each other. Um, yes, I, I I I well, Reese came on and and I said straight away, you know, he probably made. A couple of mistakes at the start. His kicking wasn't particularly good, but you know, I I, I message I messaged the boys. I said, look, I, I I'll put money on Reese Webb scoring the next try because it's the game's opening up. He's very busy around that breakdown area, and he's always that danger. And straight away, you know, straight away he nearly goes through on the left hand flank there and and does a fifty fifty pass again, which yeah, which um you know we we all th- thought and hope he's pulled out of his game, but. Then straight away, you know, he keeps his head, keeps his composure, and then finishes off that cracking try. And I think, you know, just they just need to compose themselves a bit more, kind of read the game, and and uh, against in England, you need that kind of combination that's going to keep their head when when things aren't going particularly well. And, and we all know Dan Bigger, right? No skin, we used to call him Sean, isn't it? Because he doesn't give a hoot. He can throw three interception passes. You know, all the pressure on the world on his shoulder, but he'd step up then and kick a three-pointer, no problem, from the touchline. That's the kind of player you want. And Reese Webb has become the same as well. So, and 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 I love I love Gareth Davis coming off the bench because he brings such intensity. He's a much better player from the bench because you can see he's thinking right. Okay, I'm playing against tired players now. There's a bit more room around the breakdowns. I can have a snipe. I can have a go. Um, and he's so effective in that in that sense. So that's why I'd start with with the, the experienced ex-Osprey, um, Dan Bigger and, and Reese Webb. <laughs> well, we're blessed at nine, aren't we? That's for sure. It doesn't matter. Kieran Hardy did well on debut, to be fair to him. And yeah, Dan Bigger, again, if Lee Halfany doesn't get picked, Biggs will be doing the goal kicking if selected. So that's that's another issue. That's enough rugby on the Tuesday Club for this week. Uh, before we shoot off, because um, we're all going to shoot off now after recording this and watch I'm a Celebrity, which is in Wales. Oof. Are you watching yeah. it? You might be, of course, we're watching it. I mean, it's brilliant. It's in Wales, isn't it? And the castle, well, that's great. You know, I, I, I got to be honest. I was going to ask you who your favourite is on there at the moment, and I'm going to I'm going to get a head start here. My favourite are Anton Deck. They're brilliant, aren't they? And they're class. <laughs> Kyle as an entertainer, an actor. Yeah. You must admire sure. them. You know, they've got brilliant timing and uh, what a relationship. No, yeah, they're great. They've they've always been good, didn't they? Since they started together on uh, Biker Grove, was it? Shane, I suppose you used to watch as your era Biker growing Grove. up. PJ and Duncan, mate. P- yes, oh, I remember. Let's get ready to rumbles and all that, is it? <laughs> That's the one. They're funny. They're really good. Did you know they live right next door to each other and bought the same houses and the same yeah. cars and all the rest of it? That's a relationship in it. But you don't get those anymore, do you? You're Anton Dex, Morecambe and Wise. You don't get them anymore. Double acts. 
that stay together for the longevity of their career. Well, yeah, God, God rest one of their souls. They, they, they are, they're so predictable though in their jokes. That's what I love. I, I know, I know where the, I know the punchlines come in. I know exactly what they're going to say, but they work so well off each other. Even some, some of the jokes are crap, right? Some of the jokes yeah. are really crap. It's how they deliver them, isn't it? But uh, yeah, and and like that's why I laugh sometimes because I'm thinking, oh my god, this is so bad. It's good. The best, and, the best you know, ones are like, like me. Oh, they're just amazing. Bit like me, when we do a dinner, jokes are crap, but it's how we deliver them. Yeah, exactly. The best ones are when we don't know what we're on about either, do we? Oh, so no. Are you so two the, on, the Anton Deck of the rugby you. world, are you? Are you two the Anton Deck of the rugby world? Oh, is come it? Come on, no. No, come I know. On, I'm not. Come <laughs> <laughs> win, Alan. Yeah. Who, who's uh, who's annoying you, and who's uh, who's a potential winner? Uh, I'll, I, sorry, I'll go quick. Then what's what's the fella that's scared? Take of all it, the time you need, mate. I haven't watched. I've seen any of it. So, oh, Jordan, oh, is, is it? it? Is it Jordan? Yeah, the Radio One DJ. Yeah. All right. I I get that you're scared of everything, right? But you know. You don't go on programs like this then, do you? Truly, if, if you're that scared scared of everything. And he's completed everything as well. If I was that scared of something, I'm not being funny. You know, I, I wouldn't have finished half the things he's done. Um, that annoys me a little bit, but I, I'm a big Shane Ritchie fan. Ah, yeah. Is Shane Ritchie, yeah? Yeah, Shane yeah. Ritchie, isn't it? Sorry, Alfie I'm not Moon. my celebs. But Name's yeah. sick. Alfie Moon, yeah. I think, I, I, I just think he's funny, you know? And, and then when he had Jordan pull his finger and, and done a massive fart, he won it for me there and then, to be honest with <laughs> The old fart finger joke. Shane, yeah. Shane Has- Haskell went on it a few years ago. Any chance we'll see you on it in a couple of years? Or? Uh, I, I think my time has gone, to be fair. Nah. Um, I think Shane should. I've always said this to him. He should be on Strictly. Oh, that'd be allowed. Oh, God. Yeah, I think, I think my wife will have something to say about that, Sean. I, I think, think uh, have Strictly Curse, man. Strictly <laughs> Curse. Right, yeah. before we got to go, yeah. we got to go. Um, uh, new feature cre- creeping in. What you're watching. Kyle, what you're watching. Any tips out there for our listeners? Um, I've just finished watching The Crown Season 4, which I thought was very, very good. Um, great acting. It's not What I found out was it's not all um, actual fact. So, yeah, brilliant. Go, go and watch The Crown Season 4 if you haven't watched them already. Jim, what are you watching? Uh, well, I watched Icarus uh, night before last um, as I had a bit of running to do. Incredible. Just... Um, Blew me away. I love my documentaries rather than series. Um, if you haven't seen that and you're a sports fan, go and do it. Yeah, I'm watching the Trump show, BBC player. If you thought just listen to the news and uh, Trump's social media was one thing, watch the Trump show. It's all the whistleblowers are just coughing up on him. It is unbelievable. That's all the time we got for. That's all the time we got for. That's all the time we've got. <laughs> For this week's Tuesday Club podcast, Rugby Entertainment, join us next week where we've got some very special guests coming up for Christmas. Kyle Reese, Shane Williams, thanks very much. I'm Sean Holly. We'll see you next week. Come on, Wales. He said, Wales. <laughs>